In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Our Bible is set tonight from Psalm 67. Psalm 67. The title of this psalm, To the Chief Musician. On stringed instruments, a psalm, a song. The chief musician can be the Lord Jesus Christ himself, but others suppose him to be the leader of choir or musicians in David's time, such as Heman the singer or Asaph. The, this psalm actually was meant to be chanted joined with musicians playing on their harps. That's why it's mentioned on stringed instruments. And this song also is a song. All songs are not psalms, but this song is a psalm and a song in the same time. No author name is given in the title, but most of the commentators believe he is David. In the term of occasion, some think it is supposed to have been written after the return from Babylonian captivity, but others think that it is a prophecy about the conversion of the Gentiles to Christianity and the preaching of the Apostles. When we read a psalm and a song, a psalm and a song means it is meant for public worship. So when the people go to the temple, they chant this psalm. So it, it was intended for use in the temple worship like the last two psalms, Psalm 66 and 65. It was chanted at the Feast of Passover, at the Feast of Pentecost, the harvest, at the Feast of Tabernacle. This psalm talks about God's way, God's salvation, and God's praise, and how the praise of God is extended to the whole world. So it speaks about three things, God's way, God's salvation, and God's praise, and how his praise extended to the whole world. It is called to all the people to praise the Lord. And also we pray this psalm twice in the Agbayim. We pray in the first hour of the Agbayim, as well as in the sixth hour of the Agbayim. And in the Coptic Church, the priest conclude any prayer like the raising of incense or divine liturgy or any prayer actually by benediction and the benediction start with the first verse of the psalm may god have mercy upon us may he bless us so the benediction in the coptic church start with the first verse of the psalm this psalm is very short, seven verses only. Verse 1 and 2, the psalmist prays for the rise of God's kingdom. 3 to 5, a call to serve God, the righteous judge. 
6 to 7 a promise of prosperity to the faithful so let's start by verse 1 God be merciful to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us Selah so the psalm begins with words taken from the priestly blessing by which Aaron and his children were commanded by God to bless the people in the Old Testament you can find this benediction in the book of Numbers chapter 6 verse 24 that's why in the new covenant in the New Testament we started the benediction with the same may the Lord have mercy upon us and have compassion upon us the psalmist knew his need for mercy that's why he start this psalm by a cry for mercy God be merciful to us and actually the beginning of all the blessings to mankind is the mercy of God without the mercy of God we are not blessed there is no higher blessing than his grace his favor and there is none that comes from him which should not be regarded as mercy why because we are not worthy we don't deserve anything so any favor any grace anything the Lord done to us is mercy it's because of the abundance of his mercy not because of our worthiness this sets our heart in the right frame of mind when we stand before God we are sinners who need the mercy of God yes may one may need more mercy than other but all of us all humanity need the mercies of God the psalmist seeks from God to shine upon his people and cause his face to shine upon us so he seeks from God to shine upon his people not as a judge because if he is shining on us as a judge no one will be justified before him but as a giver of mercy and blessing when Abuna in the divine literature he says and he appointed a day for recompense in which he will appear to judge the world in righteousness how we respond according to your mercies O Lord not according to our sins because if you are going to judge us according to our sins who can stand who can stand but we are begging and pleading for your mercies Saint Jerome says I wish he does not judge us but be merciful on us I wish we do not look at him sorrowful because of our sins but joyful in our virtues because we receive it through his mercies I wish we do not experience him as a judge but know him as a merciful father I wish he shines upon us with his image his face for the light of the father is the light of the son 
when he says cause his face to shine upon us there is consensus about among all the fathers his face means Jesus Christ his son according to Cyril God's face is his only begotten son so this actually can be a prophecy about his incarnation to cause his face to shine upon us about the incarnation of the son of God to be among us then Sila at the end of verse 1 Sila can be a reflective pause means pause to reflect and to meditate on the words just spoken also it can be a musical pause in, in this psalm after verse 1 it may mean following upon and emphasizing this echo of the priestly benediction so the people when they pray this psalm and reflect on the priestly benediction in the old covenant in the old testament it is a time to experience and pray for the mercies of the lord verse 2 that your way may be known on earth your salvation among all nations as i told you there are three things god's way god's salvation and god's uh, praise verse 1 he was speaking about israel god be merciful to us israel verse 2 there is a shift from israel to the whole earth that your way may be known on earth your salvation among all the nations that's why i told you it can be a prophecy about the conversion of gentiles into christianity so in verse 2 the attention of the psalmist shift from israel to the whole earth so how can we understand this shift the blessing which god bestowed upon israel will show the nations what a god he is and make them desire to serve him you know the story of Rahab she said to the two spies I heard about the God of Israel I heard how he made a way in the middle of the Red Sea I heard what he did to Sihon the king of the Amorites and Og the king of Bashan no God is like your God so David is saying when God have mercy upon us and bless us the nations will know God and will know how wonderful he is so they will believe in him and serve him so he is asking for this blessing God be merciful on us and bless us not for his own sake but for the glory of God for the sake of the glory of God and when he says that your way may be known on earth St. Augustine said who is the way St. Augustine said the way is Christ himself who says I am the way St. Augustine says lest you may go astray he added Jesus Christ added and the truth I am the way and the truth who would go, go astray with the truth it is only he who forsakes the truth so if we forsake the truth we'll be drifted away and the truth is christ 
the way is Christ. Go along that way. And not only the way, but he is the light through which it is to be known. As we read in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2, the people who walked in darkness, Gentiles, have seen a great light with the incarnation of the Son of God. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, because we were under sentence of death, upon them a light has shined, like those who were in Hades, when the Lord descended to Hades, light shone in Hades. That your way may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. So your salvation among all nations explains the first part of the verse. He, he wants the way of the Lord to be known, that people will be saved, that the Savior may be known among all nations. Verse 3, let the people praise you. I told you, God's way, God's salvation, God's praise. Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. So, as a result of the twofold knowledge, the knowledge of God's way and the knowledge of God's salvation, what will happen? The psalmist now praises that people praise the Lord. He longs to see the Gentiles forsaking their idols and serve and praise the living God. It is a prayer that all people might so understand the character and way of God and might know his salvation and then they know how to praise him. So if they know his way, his salvation, then they will praise him. He asks God to bring the nations to himself. When we pray like this, we pray according to the heart of God. Why? Because the heart of God desires that none perish, but all come to repentance. And there is a prophecy about Christ in this verse. The psalmist wished that Christ should come upon the earth when he said his face shone upon the earth. First for the glory of God then for the benefit of mankind. And in this verse, therefore, he prays that all manner of people should praise, thank, and glorify God for so great and so universal a favor. So when he said, let the people know your way and know your salvation, so God will be glorified. They would know how amazing our Lord is. That's for the sake of the glory of God. Then for the benefit of all mankind, we will be saved by His grace. And thus our mouth will be opened to praise the Lord. So he prays that all worship of false gods should cease. The worship of idols utterly uproot from the world, as we say in the litany for the assemblies. And the one true God alone be acknowledged by all. Verse 4. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. 
for you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on earth. Sila. Why should the nations be happy? Because God is coming to judge the people righteously and govern the nations on earth. Govern, can, can you imagine if there is a very, very fair government, a very righteous government? Can you imagine how this country would look like? That's why he said, let the people, let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on earth. So, let the benefit of mankind be acknowledged, their salvation, and therefore let the nations be glad and sing for joy. When we reflect on our salvation, we'll be glad. Praise the Lord. We praise Him because of His divine mercy toward us. There is no greater blessing to the nations than attracting them into God's kingdom, delivering them from the kingdom of Satan, kingdom of darkness, to the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light. And there is no event more worthy to be celebrated with joyful praise, with songs of joy and thanksgiving, more than delivering the people from the kingdom of Satan into the kingdom of God. So as if David presenting to the nation comparison between governing righteously, which brings joy, and governing immorally and wickedly, which brings misery. So the Gentiles had lived miserably under the unrighteous and oppressive government of the devil and under the idolatrous and pagan rulers. And uh, verse 4 ends with the word Phila, which means pause for reflection and meditation. Then verse 5 is a repetition of verse 3. Verse 3, let the people praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you. Verse 5, repetition. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you. So, this repetition shows that this was the principal thought in the mind of the psalmist. Let the people praise you. Th that is the, the main theme of this psalm. It expresses an earnest, intense desire that all nations should acknowledge God as the true God and praise Him for His mercy. Verse 6, Then the earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. So, verse 6 is clear reference to the abundant harvest. And as I told you, this psalm was chanted in the Feast of Harvest, Pentecost. So the psalmist attributes this directly to God, who has blessed Israel with increase in the harvest. So the thankful people declare that God is blessing them and express their faith that he will continue to bless them. 
So when the earth knows God's way and God's salvation and God's praise, then the earth will yield her increase. When we know God's way, when we know God's salvation and we praise God, then the earth will be blessed and will yield her increase. The fruit will come forth. The appointed purpose for the earth will be fulfilled because that is the purpose of the earth to bring fruits for us. So this also tells us that the earth will never yield her increase or find its fruitfulness and fulfillment until the earth knows God's way, God's salvation and God's praise. But fathers and scholars like Origen, Origen said the earth here is a type of Saint Mary and the increase or the fruit is our Lord Jesus Christ. So our origin applied this verse to Virgin Mary and the Eucharist. The increase of the earth is the grain from which we get the flower, from which we make the urban, which actually becomes the body of Christ, Eucharist. So he said Christ came from the flower of Virgin Mary and becomes a fruit that can be eaten. We eat the body of Christ in Eucharist. And I want you to reflect here, after saying the earth shall yield her increase, he said, God, our own God, shall bless us. God, our own God. Our own God, beautiful expression. We never love God rightly till we know him to be our own God, my own, my personal God my personal father, heavenly father. God, our own God, shall bless us. So it is repeated twice in a row to emphasize the confident expectation that God will bless his people. It's repeated here, God, our own God, verse 6, God, our own God, shall bless us. Repeated again in verse 7, God shall bless us. So it's repeated twice to emphasize the confident expectation. God shall bless us, verse 7, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. So we are blessed. We use the blessing to pray for and reach a hurting world. So the blessing that we received from God in order to reach out to the hurting world. And this associates with the heart of God. Because God is seeking the wounded world. So we are blessed even more. And we use this blessing for all the earth. St. Augustine identifies the fruit that sprouted on earth with the newness that's produced in human being, thanks be to the coming of Christ. So, when he said, the earth shall yield her increase, so St. Augustine said, this is the fruit that spread and satisfied the whole earth. 
with the coming of Christ. Because many people converted newness of conversion, a fruit of to praise the Lord. So if the psalmist in verse 6 had not yet been strong enough to make this concept that the incarnation of the Son of God, this fruit who came from St. Mary, blessed the whole earth, in verse 7 he makes this point even clearer when he said, to the end of the earth and all the ends of the earth all the ends of the earth shall fear him so because God's heart and plan is for all the ends of the earth St. Augustine says the earth is full of thorns the earth is full of thorns but he says there came the hand of one rooting them up Jesus Christ, he root up the thorns, the corruption, the sins. There came a calling by his majesty and mercy. The earth began to confess. Now the earth gives her fruit. So God removed the thorns and blessed the earth. Now the earth is producing her fruit. Certainly would she give her fruit unless first she were rained on. He said the earth cannot bring fruit without rain. But the rain comes according to the mercies of God, unless first the mercy of God had come from above. So what he is trying to say, St. Augustine, he says, now we see a mature fruit in the church, the believers. And what is the rain here? It is the preaching of the apostles. So the preaching of the apostles is the rain. And the fruit is the people who believed in Christ. Then by his sending rain through the clouds, sending the apostles and their preaching the truth, then the earth has given her fruit more abundantly. That the harvest now filled the whole world. Because the apostles reigned all over the world. They went to the ends of the world and preached Christianity. So the whole earth now blessed, the whole earth now produced increase. And the earth also shall be full of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. Ends of the earth shall fear him. So God will open his hand and fill his people with all manner of blessing spiritual ones spiritual blessing and on the other hand all men in all the ends of the earth will fear the true God with a holy fear and will pay him the tribute of obedience and praise in verse 6 and 7 you find the word God was repeated three times God our own God shall bless us God shall bless us so the name of God three times repeated in verse 6 and 7, while it shows the strong affection of the psalmist just because the word of God is sweet in his mouth. So he's repeating the word of God. But also this overshadow the mystery of Holy Trinity, which was so clearly preached by Christ and the Apostle. This concludes Psalm 67. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.